Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening to the Talking Grammar Podcast. This is episode 58 now. As I record this, I'm recording this Sunday afternoon, uh, getting ready to to wrap this up and, and still need to write a story and then get on a plane and, and fly to Reno. The Lobos have a, a big game Monday night against their former head coach, Steve Alford, and former Nevada's associate head coach, Craig Neal, is also a former Lobo coach. So big game in Reno. The, the good news for... For both teams, really the good news for the Lobos is that Nevada's net ranking, as as five Mountain West teams are, is is so good right now that that losing to a team on the road, if that is what happens tomorrow night to the Lobos, um, losing to a team on the road isn't really going to hurt you in the computer standings and the net rankings. The evidence of that is Boise State on Friday night, huge game for the Lobos, huge win. The two teams that I think right now are the two best teams in the Mountain West. San Diego State's certainly in that mix. I think it's a three-team kind of top tier right now, but considering the Lobos just won at San Diego State just one week ago on the road, um, I will say that the two best, if I'm if I'm cutting it down to two, is, is right now it's Boise State and New Mexico. I, I think that the evidence that right now that the health of the top of this, this league right now is that Boise State lost that game to New Mexico. And they stayed at 19 in the net. As we, as I look at the net rankings today on Sunday, they're 20th. Somebody did jump them. It wasn't that Boise State necessarily did something to fall, but another team had a big win and, and jumped them. But right now, the the Mountain West Conference is is healthy. It is looking like a. I mean, the debate right now is how many teams will the New Mech- or will the uh, the Mountain West Conference get into the NCAA tournament? And and five teams right now believe they're going to play come March in the tournament because there are five teams in the top 34 of the net rankings. You're looking at in in that top five, number 20, Boise State, number 26, San Diego State, number 28, New Mexico, 33, Nevada, 34, Utah State. So those five teams do think they all um, are playing these next six weeks of the season to, to earn a spot in the NCAA tournament, regardless of what happens in the, in, in the uh, Mountain West tournament in the second week of March in Las Vegas, Nevada. So that's kind of where we're at with this league. There are five teams right now that believe they can build a case to make the NCAA tournament, even if they're one and done and, and don't perform well in the Mountain West tournament. And that's an exciting time for the league. That's that's what the league wants is to not have it be so top heavy that it's just one, maybe two teams in that conversation. As for the Lobos, the team I cover for the Albuquerque Journal, the team most of you listeners, I imagine, are listening to me to talk about and do follow my coverage for, um, they're, they're a team that hasn't been in this conversation, even on the kind of the cusp of this conversation in about eight years since uh, 2013-14 was the last NCAA tournament appearance. That was Craig Neal's first year as head coach, 2013-14, that same season. Last time the, the Lobos even won 20 games in a season. Right now they're sitting at 18-2 and two going into um, this game Monday night. They're 18-2 and two going into the game Monday night against Nevada. And right now there's a, a five-team um, kind of hierarchy in the Mountain West Conference with San Diego State number one in the rankings at six and one. And then four teams are tied for second. And that's the same four teams I already mentioned, Boise State, New Mexico, Utah State, and Nevada, all at five and two. So it's a fun league the way this is playing out with those top five teams all bunched up. I, I do think in the next couple of weeks, we'll start seeing some separation, at least a little bit. Games like tomorrow night in, in Reno are, are where that separation might occur. It Should the Lobos get another road win against Nevada, well, that's a huge one. They, they're already, as they say, the, the phrase they like to use, it's not exclusive to New Mexico by any means, but the phrase they like to use is stack 
you know, they keep stacking wins. And if they get a road win in this league against a Nevada team that's in the top 35 in the net, and they already have a road win against the San Diego State, and they already have that road win in the non-conference against St. Mary's, these are all wins that that aren't going to, even if the team that they're playing struggles and kind of falls down in the net rankings, none of these are actually going to fall far enough where they don't count as really quality wins in the NCAA selections committee's eyes um, for the Lobos. So another big opportunity for New Mexico on Monday night. And I found it interesting the the Nevada Wolfpack who was picked in the preseason to be number nine and right now is in contention for first place in this league. Um, they did have in the past two weeks, kind of two bad losses in my mind, just in terms of what they look like, not against the opponent necessarily, but they, they didn't look very good in their January 10th loss at San Diego State. It ended up being a nine point loss, but they, they were down double digits and, and really getting blown out most of that game until the final four or five minutes when San Diego State um, sort of frankly kind of imploded at the end. And I think Nevada went on a big run to make it just a nine point loss. But then Nevada answers with a 15-point home win against Utah State. Very impressive. Then they go to Boise State on Tuesday, just this past Tuesday, and, and kind of get blown out there too. So really two lopsided losses um, for Nevada in the in the past week and a half. And um, they're, they're going to be ready for, for New Mexico on Monday because they know they can't keep letting these opportunities slip by. And one thing I thought was really interesting that Steve Alford said after Tuesday's loss at Boise, he told Nevada Sportsnet, that uh, when asked about New Mexico, obviously he he's very familiar with them, but he hasn't watched a whole lot of game film on, on them this year because they haven't had any like opponents at this point. They haven't really seen a whole lot of crossover film. So he just said, he, and I'm going to read read this quote that he did, like I said, credit to Nevada Sportsnet for, for this interview they had. Steve Offord said of New Mexico, just very explosive. Obviously, House and Mashburn make them go, but I love their complimentary players. And the guy that got they got from Wichita, the big guy from Wichita, is a huge piece for them because I don't think they had that last year. So with that as the uh the kind of jumping off point, today's guest in my my conversation today for episode 58 of this Talking Grammar podcast, I caught up with Lobo Big Man, Morrissey Daisy. He's having a great year. I asked him, I, I did have him and Josiah Alec, the two transfer power forwards for the Lobos. I had them on a podcast in the preseason, sort of asking them, hey, what are Lobo fans about to see from you guys? You know, what, what are your expectations of this team, but also individually? And I started this podcast, the one you're about to listen to, this conversation you're about to listen to with Morris. Um, again, as I recorded it with him on Thursdays before the Boise State game, when he had the big game winning layup with just two seconds left in overtime, I, I asked him. You know, when I talked to you in the preseason, you guys made a, a lot of kind of bold statements about how good the team could be and how you two thought you could have pretty good seasons yourselves. And I, I started the conversation off telling them, I think you've actually answered every one of those, um, if not exceeded them, because the Lobos have had, as you well know by this point, they have had that pretty good season. They're 18-2, and two, tied for the second best start in program history. There was one team ever in New Mexico that over 20 games started better at 19-1, and one, and that was the 66-67 Lobos. And, you know, Friday night's win over Boise State gave this year's Lobos an 18-2 and two start. That's tied with all those, you know, the, the great Ellenberger teams and then some of those great 60s and 70s teams. This ties the best start or ties the second best start rather over 20 games in program history. And and they haven't just done it as as still is their biggest knock. They haven't done it against an entirely weak schedule. They now have, as I mentioned, road wins at St. Mary's, 
who's a top 10 team in the net right now. They have a road win. And and by the way, let's step back because I want to mention some of the streaks. The road win at St. Mary's ended a 23-game home winning streak for St. Mary's. The road win at San Diego State ended a... San Diego State was ranked at the time, by the way, and it ended a 16-game home winning streak at San Diego State. The, the home win the other night against Boise State ended a streak of losses for, for New Mexico against Boise State. So what New Mexico's doing... They had one week where they had those two losses, and frankly, they played poorly in the game before that, too. They did win at Wyoming, but they didn't play well. That was a one-point road win, so it wasn't just one week where they played poorly. You could kind of see a three-game hiccup, um, if you will, in, in terms of their performance, and that was December 31st and their one-point win at Wyoming, and then the two losses, January 3rd at Fresno State. They did not have one key player, their six-man who, who Richard Pitino believes is the sixth man of the year in KJ Jenkins. They were without him, um, but still, they should have won that game against Fresno State, I think, um, I believe, and and they didn't. They lost by four. And then that Saturday, sold out pit crowd, first sellout since December of 2015. The crowd was amazing, and then they lose to a UNLV team that right now is sitting at one and six in the standings. Their only win in Mountain West play was when they came to the sold out pit on January 7th and 184-77. Really, after about the first, I'd say 15 minutes of that game, it was all UNLV. They, they dominated the second half. They dominated the, the closing minutes of the first half. And the Lobos defense was just fr- frankly atrocious um, after about 15 minutes of that game. Since that time, the Lobos defense has been really good. And, and I think that's a big key to what they're doing. And Morrissey Daisy, today's guest again in this podcast, is, is a big reason for that. Um, if you look at New Mexico's rankings right now in KenPom.com, which is the computer, I think the kind of go-to computer analytics system for most college basketball writers, the selection committee uses it as well for their um, kind of following teams throughout the year. Right now, in the country, out of 363 Division One teams, the New Mexico Lobos are ranked 40th in offensive efficiency and 59th in defensive efficiency. What do those two things mean compared to last year when they were only a 13 and 19 team? Well, the offense has improved. It looks like 66 spots. Their offense finished last year ranked 106. We knew they had a good offense last year. They do still have a good offense, but it's the defensive improvement that they've made from last year because of guys like Morrissey Daisy. They ranked last year at the end of last season, 243rd in the country in defensive efficiency. As I record this today on Sunday afternoon, they're ranked 59th in the country in defense. So you want to know what specifically, what the reasons are specifically for the for the Lobo improvement in year two under Richard Pitino? I would say this. It's their defensive improvement. By far, one of the biggest jumps in defense in the entire country over one year. And why is that defensive improvement happening? It's because they now have an inside presence. The the guards can take some risks on the outside defending, and you've seen that come to, to play with uh, Jalen House just being elite on the perimeter on defense. He can take some risks out there now without players, without the, the, the problem of, um, a player blowing by him and then just scoring at the basket because now they're funneling into guys like Josiah Alec and Morrissey Daisy. So the the addition, we, we knew it all offseason. We talked about it all offseason, and it has come in come to light now that it is true. The addition of Morrissey Daisy and Josiah Alec are what make this New Mexico Lobo team different. And I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Morris. And when we talk about things like that, I I do revisit an article I wrote uh, back in December where he is a fifth-year player, now 22 uh, years old, is is now 
um, he might be 23 actually, 23 year old Morrissey Daisy moved to, for his last year in college basketball, moved to Albuquerque, and he was thinking about living alone, getting his own apartment, and decided kind of, no, you know, let me go live with my teammates. I'm here for one year. I'm going to go live with some teammates. And then they assign him three freshmen. So he's getting 17 and 18 year old guys going to college for the first time. Here's a fifth year senior who's all business really about basketball and ready to to showcase what he can do in one final year in this sport to, to put him in position to make his as much money as he can professionally next year and he will by the way he's going to make some good money might not be nba money but he's going to make some good money playing this sport next year as a pro and uh he he's uncle mo is what they call him around the house the three freshmen and the fifth year senior and we revisit that story a little bit it's fun uh hearing him talk about living with the freshmen but uh it's also fun hearing him talk about how he's even been surprised a little bit by his own st- statistics he knew the team could be good his stats are are, are what he even admits are, are a little surprising to him when we recorded this he was riding a four game streak streak of um double doubles he did not get a double double against boise state so that streak is over but he's been rebounding like crazy lately he is he's really stepped up the rebounding he is still among the league leaders in scoring field goal percentage and he is number one number two right now in rebounding uh to his teammate josiah alec they're one and two i can't remember which one's in the lead right now but fun conversation hope you enjoy this conversation and these these podcasts hope you're following my work at abqjournal.com slash sports if you do want to subscribe and and help local journalism help us keep these things going like this podcast and all the lobo basketball coverage and then allowing me and the journal to continue devoting the resources to travel and cover this team in, in this really special season for lobo basketball support us by subscribing to your local paper that's the best way you can do your part to kind of help us continue this we're the only outlet the only news outlet that is devoted the resources this year to cover lobo basketball every game not just home games but actually devoting resources and spending money to go cover them on the road so i i hope you can subscribe if you can abqjournal.com slash subscribe is the way to do it you can do that either digitally you can get a digital subscription a print subscription yes there are still print newspapers out there i know this is a new world but we still do that thing that uh old-fashioned print product that an awful lot of people subscribe to fortunately so you can do print you can do digital or you can do a combination of print and digital helps us out a lot abqjournal.com slash subscribe follow all our coverage not just lobo basketball but um some great high school basketball coverage and obviously the new side and entertainment side folks are doing their thing as well so great time or great coverage and great work being done in the albuquerque journal great times for lobo basketball and for as far as this podcast goes i really hope you do enjoy this conversation i had with lobo senior power forward morris udazi Armo, we're uh, we've talked with you before. Um, I appreciate you coming back on, yep. doing another podcast. Now that the season is going. Um, last time we talked with you for the podcast, anyway, um, it was you and Joe in here, kind of telling me what fans could expect, what what Lobo fans who hadn't seen you guys play yet mm-hmm. um, were about to see in in you and Joe. I want to start there. First of all, what you told me fans were going to see, I I would say. It's pretty much come to fruition. Like, like you guys were pretty, pretty optimistic about what what you could do and what you could provide the team. Yeah. Seventeen and two later, nineteen games later, like mm-hmm. it seems like you guys have pretty much delivered. But I'm going to ask you about let's just call this the midway point of the season. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit beyond in terms of number of games played, but let's just call this the midpoint of the season. Yeah. Have you done what you thought you would do? Have you and Joe both, and then you more specifically, you personally? Yeah. Has it been what you thought you would do? Yeah, I would say 
it has, but I didn't expect my numbers to be um, as good as they are. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm playing with really good guards, and Joe's obviously good, and Javante's good, but I didn't think my numbers were going to be as good. I knew I was going to be a great rebounder. Scoring's kind of gone up since last year, so I'd say it's all a blessing, but to answer that question, I, I didn't think I was going to be doing as good as I am. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I have the confidence in myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get wins and bring the toughness and rebound and check out, but. I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, when you're in your fifth year, yeah. like you, you have a body of work to, to mm -hmm. go on, yeah. and you hadn't done this in four years, these yeah. numbers. Mm -hmm. Again, part of that's opportunity, yeah. um, part of that's minutes, all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. there is like, you, while you might think, okay, my role is going to be a little different because the team makeup is different, yep. um, you might think it's going to improve, but like you had nothing in your previous four years that was going to yep. tell you like for a good chunk of this year, you were, you were up to 18, 19 points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're, you're down all the way to like mm -hmm. what, 15, seven or something like that or whatever mm -hmm. it is now. Like you're still scoring a lot, mm -hmm. four straight double doubles. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you, you seem to, uh, folk, I don't want to say focus cause it wasn't that yeah. you weren't focused, but yeah. you're hitting the boards a lot more lately. And I know that's yeah. what I talked to you about after the last game. Mm -hmm. Um, did something change with the rebounds? Um, I would say I, I locked in a lot more rebounding. I have, I know what this team needs to uh, to go farther, to win more games, and uh, kind of just the most recent like conference games. I just I wasn't scoring a lot, so especially when I when I was just like foul trouble. So I got to do something else. Yeah. Foul trouble kind of made me think like, yo, if I'm not scoring, what else I'm gonna do? So kind of just trying to mix it all together and put together one good game. You know what I'm saying in terms of scoring and rebounding which some double-doubles are coming up. I'm trying to score. I'm trying to rebound as well. But just play my part and do whatever it takes to win. But to answer that question, I, I I would say that I have kind of locked in on rebound and just when it goes up, check out and just be and just be close to the rim. You know what I'm saying? If the, the shoot, someone's shooting from the corner, I'm going to be in the opposite corner because it's like 80% chance it's going to be overshot, go to the other side of the backboard. So I'm just trying to be at the right spot at the right time. You obviously were a good rebounder before you got here too. Mm -hmm. How much better or where would you say your – you know, if we're talking video games, what your rating as a rebounder would be like right now compared to where it's ever been before. I mean, are you yeah. are you as good a rebounder right now as you've ever been in your basketball career? Hundred percent. I feel like uh, my previous years, I was probably like to say two K rating. So I was probably like in the, uh, whew, like <laughs> I say low seventies. Okay. I feel like now I'm like high eighties, like All in right. terms of just knowing my spots and just knowing where to be at. So it's just kind of feel, kind of like, kind of know it's just feel. You got to know where you got to just know. You like, and always have your hands up. Always be ready. The ball can be anywhere. So, and just, and just being around, just really just being around the rim, kind of being around the rim and checking out your man early. Well, I was going to say a lot of fans and, yeah. and coaches like saying things like rebounding is all effort. It's all effort, yeah. but it's not. Like you got to, you got to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's technique to it, obviously. There is, there you is. can't just go crash into the, the, like you say, you guys always say hit bodies. Yeah. You can't just go hit bodies. You have to do it in a way where you're not going to get the foul. Yes. You have to know things like you just said, the guy's shooting a three from the corner. Yeah. You know where to go, that kind yeah. of stuff. So I'll, I'll ask you, like mm -hmm. when, when a coach might say something like rebounding is all effort, yeah. what is rebounding in terms of effort? Is it still, is it a 50, 50? Is it a lot of effort? Like where, how much of it is effort? And how much of it is all that other stuff that does go into it to I be say, a really good rebounder? Yeah. I say it's more or less technique. Okay. hundred percent technique. Cause you can hit a body, and someone can come in and go get it. While you're hitting the body, let's say Vonta can come in and go grab the rebound, or KJ or Mash can grab the rebound. Then you check the you check your man out, but you haven't gotten the board. Yeah. So now you're like, damn, I'm just checking out, I'm not getting boards. It's more or less hitting them slightly and still being able to know like where you are in the court, still knowing. And sometimes you got to challenge. You got to fight your teammates for rebounds. Sometimes you got to challenge. You got to go help your teammates. Sometimes say say my man shot the three, or say Joe's man shot the three, and I see my man is not crashing. 
then I'm going to go help down. Go help whoever's down yeah, there. Yeah. I see my man is just going back. I'm like, okay, he's not checking out. That's my board. I'm thinking, okay, this is my time to just rack up easy boards. How much of that kind of stuff started clicking recently or, or this mm-hmm. season that, again, it's not that you didn't know that stuff beforehand, yeah. um, but it seems to all be coming together rebound-wise mm-hmm. yeah. right now as we talk. Yeah. Um, and as we record this for people listening, this yeah. is Thursday, the day before the Boise State game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how much of that is just sort of starting to click right now? Yeah. Um, a lot of it has kind of, I'm not going to lie, like this past couple of games, I just, I've gained confidence in rebounding. It's just like, yo, I feel like I can just go grab 13, 16 a game. I feel like I can. So I just map that out. I try and grab as many as I can first half while I'm super fresh. Second half, still go, still crash the board. So just kind of just being relentless, man, resilient on the glass and just, just feel like no one can stop me just boarding. You, uh, again, going back to that preseason podcast with you when yeah. talked with you and Joe, yeah. um, let me ask you about playing Joe. Is Joe right now, is Josiah doing what you came in thinking, you know, basically two power forwards come in. I know you play the five, mm-hmm. but basically these two guys come in. Um, is the, is the running mate that you have in Josiah doing what you thought he would do? And how much is he helping what you're doing right now production wise? Huge, huge. I don't know where he's at. Rebound, was, was he top? He, he's, I think he's third, maybe. Is he third right now in the Mountain West? Um, and you're leading the league, of course. Yeah. Um, but, and even third is, is a little bit of a drop off because he was leading for a little while. So it's, it's hard to say he's dropped off and yeah. he's third, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's right up there too. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing, you know, he's very, very selfless, man. I do is very selfless. He don't complain, just goes out there, does his job, plays super hard. Everybody loves him, man. Everybody respects him for that. So everything, everything he's brought, I've, I've expected because I thought, I knew he was good coming in. I, of course, I knew he could shoot the three ball. I knew he could take off the bounce. I knew he was just a smart player, but you know what I'm saying? He's very selfless and that, and that's a part of why his numbers are kind of down right now. Yeah. But still, like he can, he can. Whenever he wants to click and get get it going, he can get it going. Of course, he's a guy that sort of seems to fill that role of, you know, whatever needs to be done. If it's a specific stat or a specific assignment, I know San Diego State. A lot of talk has been made of. Um, he was the guy that basically guarded oh, yeah. um, Matt Bradley, and for, for most of the game, yeah. and, and Matt didn't have a great game. So. Yeah. Um, Josiah's ability to kind of fill whatever that game's need is, mm-hmm. not always a stat. Yeah. Um, wh- what do you think about that? When you have a guy on a yeah. team that does that, how much does that help everybody else? It's huge, man. He's, like I said, he's very selfless, man. Like, in terms of guarding Matt Bradley, he was in foul trouble. He still had that mindset, like, yo, whatever it takes to win. Some people don't, some people don't got that. I ain't gonna lie. Some people are just eager to get in and in foul trouble. Even I'm like that. I'm in foul trouble. I'm still thinking, like, I'm trying to go in, I'm trying to go make something shake. But he's always like, level-headed in terms of just, like, knowing the game plan and, like... Knowing what that day's assignment yeah, is, what that day's assignment right? is. He's just, like, an assassin, man. Just, like, I'm going to go get it done with the job done. Whatever happens, happens. How much... You said your personal numbers surprised you a little bit. Yep. Um, you knew you could be good. You know how good things could be, but your numbers surprised you a little bit. How much of these team numbers surprise you? The win-losses, I know you guys... You guys have been stacking, as you guys say, yeah. all year. Um, yeah. But, like, 17-2 and two through 19 games mm-hmm. is... Uh, it's pretty crazy, man. Like, yeah. did you see that coming? Honestly, I was telling all my friends, like, in terms of the, whatchamacallit, from the start of the season to Christmas, I knew we were going to go undefeated. I knew it. Like, when you're looking game by game, you, oh, yeah, 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 I knew, like, I you, knew, knew you could compete in every one of those oh, yeah, games. Oh, yeah, 100%. I knew every game was winnable. I was like, we can go undefeated. And it happened. So I was just like, let's go conference. It didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just got to go back to the drawing board. It didn't, we lost at Fresno. It was a tough loss. But, you know, still, we got to just, we can't give up. Got to keep going, man. We're trying to we're trying to go to the tournament, have a great seed in there. So these, every game in these conference matters. Each game, so 
I'm not looking for some hindsight kind yeah. of excuse making here, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how much did Fresno State kind of how much did the air just kind of suck out of that locker room when when the when the E man injury yeah. before the game? Yeah, which which I was there courtside too, and I didn't even realize it happened. Yeah, um, like I, I had no idea. Like I'm watching the game, not realizing that you guys just kind of had that moment in the locker room. And um, how much did that sort of just kind of take the mood, at least initially in the game, out of the yeah. you know out of you guys? It was tough, man. You know, he was really eager getting back. He was he was coming back on on his uh, his rehab and. Starting to feel better, and when that happened, it was just like, like a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Just like a kind of like a kind of like nothing's guaranteed, man. Yeah. And we just went in the locker room, prayed with him, and just we just we just we really wanted him out there with us. But like we knew we knew we had to do, and we just didn't we didn't come off the dub, and that just stacked on top of that. We just yeah. like and KJ didn't play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KJ didn't play, so it was just like a weird feeling. It was just like man, it was just weird. So we need, we needed everybody. We needed everybody. Everybody, yeah. we're all team. Without each other, we're you know what I'm saying. It's slim, but without KJ, without E-Man, it was, it was really tough. You still should have won that game. You, I mean, you should have. You guys should have. Yeah. It was up five with like five yeah. minutes left or something like that. I remember it was just... You, you're, that last media timeout, that last four or so or however long it was, whenever the media timeout, yep. you, you guys didn't look very good. And I don't know, it was just kind of hitting the wall or whatever it was. But um, but then then the UNLV game, you come back and you have all this energy from the crowd. Yeah. And, and that was sort of a good first half, but then the second half kind of... Took its toll. Took its toll too, and and I'm just curious if those two games. I don't think I'm I'm not of the opinion that like oh teams need a loss, mm-hmm. but that week when you lose back to back games after all that build up of 14 and 0, um, how much did that week help you? Not mm-hmm. that you guys wanted that week or any loss, yeah. but how much did that week help you from from that point to now? Yeah, I feel like every like you you learn more from a loss than a win. So we could, we was winning all these games and. We kind of didn't figure out what we was really missing, yeah. stuff like that. So when you win a lot of games, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff goes by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, a lot of stuff goes by, and um, just that loss and the you and the Fresno and you know we lost kind of like brought us back to like okay, now we gotta go back to drawing, but we gotta this reality. We're not. We had the longest winning streak, which is which was big for us. You know what I'm saying? We did all these big for this program. Yeah, right? yeah. did all these goals and stuff like that. Now it's time to lock in on what the bigger picture, which is going to the tournament. And we, who we got to knock off in the process of getting there. So we lost those two. Now we're two and two in conference. Okay, now we're in the middle of the pack. Now we're, what are we going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Go out there. We play uh, San Diego State. Win. Huge win. Now we're conference getting back up. we like, okay. Knocked off a great team in this conference. San Jose State. Very good this year. Improved. Knocked them off. Now we're just building blocks. Now we're just getting our momentum back. And it's just, it feels good for all of us. House. Yeah. House got the little war. Everybody's everybody's. Yeah, it's a midseason uh, watch today for the Oscar Robertson yeah, Award. That's huge, man. Everybody's eating, and I'm proud of everybody on this team. We're just all coming together and gelling, you know, momentum back. And we have a, a great game tomorrow, a great opportunity, man. We get that game, and we're really doing something. As much as Saturday's win at San Diego State, as big yeah. as that was, yeah. Boise State's rated a high, higher than them in, in the Ken Palm rating, in every computer rating now, the net. They're, they're actually better. Was, was San Diego better than them before they lost us? They were. So San Diego lost, dropped more, I think, last night than they did when they lost. No, 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 that's not true. When they lost you guys, they dropped nine. And they were, they were. So okay. the answer to your question is yes, San Diego State was rated higher, um, when you guys, before you guys played them mm-hmm. than Boise State is right now. So, oh. but anyway, this is right in the same realm. They're, okay. I think it was like they were up to 20 and Boise State right now, I think is at like 21, 23, something mm. like that. So it's about the same. And the, okay. and, and you got them at home. Yeah. They are on a little bit of a of a run. They've been beating teams by double digits. They're 
they're on a good run right now. Um, okay. What do you, what do you need to do? Or is that, what does that say about this league yeah. that like, you guys don't have time to rest on that San Diego state game oh. because not only was San Jose state pretty good. Um, I mean, the, their computer ratings are higher than theirs have ever been in their program's history. Mm -hmm. And you guys knocked them off on Tuesday. But, like, now you have a Boise State game that people like me or your coaches can, in a film session, tell you guys how good they are. And it's true. Like, they're, all their ratings are high. Mm -hmm. You guys can't rest. No. It's not going to be a resting game. We, we kind of knew that. We kind of knew that. We kind of took uh, yesterday off just to, uh, you know, heal, recover, and stuff like that because we know it's going to be a battle. And we're ready for that, man. Yeah. We're ready. We got all the guys. We got, we're ready. Ready to battle, man. That's the, well, that's, that's the good thing about this team. Like, we just we just resilient. Like, we want more. We want to win more games. We're just trying to keep going. You can count on me to keep telling you every game how good the opponent is, is yeah, and how sure. they have this history against yeah. you guys or they've yeah. done this. I'll yeah. just keep reminding you how good they no, are. No, I need, we need that. We need that. <laughs> um, you guys do have, though, a uh, makeup in that locker room right now that seems yeah. pretty good. This is about the time of year, though, that stuff starts to get tested. I mean, yeah. I, I know you guys had a teammate transfer. That That's its own thing early yeah. in the year. But usually if there's something going on in the locker room, it gets – it gets sorted out right when the season's about to start, yeah. when players don't maybe like their roles or whatever. Yes. But then it sits until about now, about January. Yes. And um, I'm curious where you guys are at in the locker room right now, chemistry-wise. Are things good? So smooth, man. This is probably one of the best like environment, like locker environments I've been in in college, for sure. Definitely top two. You guys have a lot of older guys that like kind of make sure of that, it seems like. Yeah, we're all good spirits. Someone's talking crazy, whatever. We just be like, yo, like... Come on, bro. Like, yeah. none of us are talking. All the older guys, we have good spirits, so you have no choice. You know what I'm saying? So, we're all in good spirits. No one's complaining. No one's nothing by minutes. But wait, nobody's kind of hijacking the mood because they're mad about their situation. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. None of that. That's, that's, that's a good thing. And a lot of things I've been on, there's a lot of like cancer, especially this time. Yeah. Early February, especially people just tired, people just fatigued, probably lost the game. It's just like a lot of just outside stuff. It's that second semester, the start of that second semester yeah, when it's tough. like if, I don't know, if maybe people thought they might leave or whatever in the semester break or whatever, yeah. but they're kind of locked in now. They're like, all right, this is it. Yeah. We're in the, starting to hit that home stretch and mm -hmm. we got to figure out what we are. And, and if they just don't like their role and they realize it might not change at this point, yeah. like people start kind of, you know, feeling, getting in their feels and, and sucking the energy out of that room. And, Facts. and uh, you guys don't have any of that right now? None. It's good. I mean, None. the the record shows that. Um, on the court, it looks like that. So yeah. if now if somebody did that, who's the first guy in that locker room <laughs> that's going to like step in and be like, look, we're not letting you do this, man. Like who, who is the guy that's going to jump in someone's face if it needed to happen? Or, or do you just not have that scenario where I don't, I don't feel like we have, I don't, I don't lie. If it was my other teams, like I respect to my, my school, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, It'll be situations. This team, we have no, it's all love. Literally, it's, yeah. it's crazy. We have no like scenario where anybody's like has bad blood over another person. Yeah. Or people, you know what I'm saying? People hate the other person. It's all love. It's crazy. I can't even think about a situation where someone's going to pop off and be like, oh, uh, like I get me asking you how, yeah. well, you know, who's going to handle that situation? It's because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not even that situation to handle. No situation like that. No situation. Well, how much, let me go back now. And I told yeah. you I was going to ask you about this for, for people that, only maybe listen on the podcast or didn't yeah. see the story a good month ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're in a unique situation where three of the young guys on the scene, three yeah. freshmen, yeah. you being a fifth year guy, and then yeah. you got three freshmen. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys all live together, yeah. which is, which is crazy, man. Like I can't imagine it's what 
a fifth year guy in college like is thinking he's signing up for to get the three the three guys testing college for the first time. Yeah. And they call you Uncle Mo, they said. So I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, I know we already wrote the story, but uh, let's start with that. Since that story came out and yeah. people started to maybe that didn't already know, like what kind of reaction did you get to that story about <laughs> Uncle Mo and the three freshmen? Man, I'd just be like, when we basketball games, you'd be like, Uncle Mo. I'd just be like, <laughs> So people call you Uncle Mo now because of that? It's slim. They'd be like, they call me Mo and stuff yeah. like that. But like, people who read the story, they'd be like, Uncle Mo. <laughs> I love the article and stuff like that. I'd just be laughing and stuff. It'd be funny. But it's great. It's all great reactions, man. I didn't think, because I was supposed to come out here and just get like a little apartment by myself, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? A little solo. But I was just like, man, why not? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Why not like mentor some uh, some young guys and just enjoy my last year of college with them, man? And, but nah, they're 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 great kids and man, like they don't give me no headaches, none of that, man. They're cool people, so it was great, man. I have no regrets of moving and moving in with them at all. How how has how has those? I mean, yeah, you got one freshman who's yeah. now out for the year because of an injury. Yep. One who hasn't played planned redshirt this whole season anyway. Yes. And then you got Donovan who yeah. had some some real big accolades early. Yeah. Kind of hit the freshman wall a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but still obviously key part of the rotation. It's yeah. not like he's not playing. Mm -hmm. Um, three kind of unique and challenging roles for freshmen in different yeah. ways. How has that affected, I guess, the home life? Like, how are you are you having to mentor them, or how are they handling those kind of things? I feel like I feel like they're in good spirits, man. Like, yeah. Q kind of knew coming in, okay, red shirt, you know what I'm saying? So, them problems was before the article. Yep. Really chopped it up and stuff. Didi's going through that phase where, like, like you said, the freshman wall. There's a book on him now. I think teams, like, are seeing, like, he, he's going through that cycle now where yes. people have film on him now. Yes, yes. In the conference, everybody's going to, they, they know everything. You bet what you can do, best what you can do. So, now you got to mix it up. You got to do yeah. different stuff. But uh, he's going. He's going. I feel like he's going to pop off. I feel like tomorrow's game is going to. He's going to. He's going to get to it. You know. I think. I think. Oh, he's Boise, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people can't question that. Yeah, he's great. But I think. I think Boise recruited him or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to bring that energy towards next game. I'm gonna go tell him. Yeah, he, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he knows, but like, I'm gonna go tell him. Go let him know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just did a podcast, man. Jeff was saying all this stuff about you. You yeah. better come off. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's going, he's gonna pop off for sure, man. But, and then, uh, BA is going through that little hand injury. And he kind of had that all year, though, right? Like, yeah, he had it right yeah. before the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a minor, it's a minor setback. He'll be back. He'll be good, man. But he's in great spirits. He's in yeah. great spirits. Yeah, he kind of knew the deal. He was hurting the whole season, so. You kind of knew the deal, man. So when when roles, uh, at least for two of them, were so limited, one being a red shirt, one mm -hmm. not playing a ton, and then getting hurt. Yep. Now he gets to apply for the medical red shirt. Yep. Um, were they as locked in as guys whose roles aren't that big? Like, were they as locked in as much as you you expect them to be? Like, I guess, how does a guy who like in Q's situation, who didn't yeah. play all year and B, who mm -hmm. wasn't um, playing much, yeah. like how much are they still helping the team and stuff like that? Are they were they locked in? Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're, of course, um, like in practice, they're always like in the drill. I say Q, Safi, and Mac. They're always in the drills. Yeah. Mac guarded me. Q's up on the ball screens, and they helped us, especially against San Diego State. Man, they helped us a lot, big time. It was up on every screen, getting hit by screens, tired, or just like, bro, keep going. You're helping us. Yeah, yeah. So they do the little stuff to help us, man. That's huge. You guys beat up on them though. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> we have to. They be on our, they be on our case, so we gotta. <laughs> after the play, I'll be showing love. Hey, yeah. Mac, you good, bro? <laughs> the little stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, man. It is about to be the home stretch. It's not halfway mm -hmm. through league play yet, yep. but approaching that halfway point. Then you guys yep. got a league tournament. And then yep. obviously the hope is you guys have a pretty good tournament to play after the Mountain West tournament. Mm -hmm. What What's needed at this point that you guys haven't shown yet? Like you guys obviously can't just sit where you're at and oh. expect to go to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So what what's still needed that you guys haven't yet shown um, to get to that, to get to that postseason? Man. 
I mean, what do you think that we haven't shown? I, I don't really know. Like, well, I would say this. Yeah. Defense has been really good of late. Okay. But not all the time. Yes. Um, how much better defensively can you guys get? And maybe mm-hmm. what is it that you think, like teams are going to, teams coming in league play mm-hmm. that have watched 20 games of film of you on right now. Yes. They're going to start attacking certain things. And I'm curious how much you think you guys are going to be ready for that and how much more you can show defensively. Okay. Is it, you think it's, I mean, is it, is it just how you guys defend ball screens? Yeah. Is it, is it rebounding? What you guys have shown lately, yeah. you guys can be pretty good at. Yeah. Like, what do you think maybe you guys can still need to get better at defensively? I would say... Because lately you've been good. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, lately we've been good. I feel like just um, consistently playing hard on defense. Okay. I would say. Just not taking plays off, which is kind of hard, man. Like, you can't stop every play that everybody has, you know what I'm saying? So, and people, new teams put in new plays for certain situations, for certain teams. So, it's just hard, man. But at the end of the day, we're going to keep trying to play as hard as defense as we can right now and just... Um, and just lock in every play, which is hard to do, but we'll try. Well, I was going to say, and again, this is sort of guys like me in the media sometimes yeah. always ask things like, what can you do that you haven't shown, which is what I just asked you. Yeah. Like, what haven't you done? Maybe the answer is just like what we've been doing, but just better at it. Facts. It's a, sure. You guys are pretty confident in, yeah. in, in what you guys have built and what you're yeah. trying to do, right? No, for sure. For sure. For sure. We just got to keep stacking on what we're doing. And uh, it's obviously won us a lot of games so far, but uh, just not let our foot off the gas right now because this is prime time. Games which are happening right now, the Boise at Nevada, primetime games. Which if we if we get these games, we're in great position. So, you know, what I'm saying just keep stacking these wins, man. I know stacking and, and every game is the same, and a win, win, win. But like these are some big ones, man. Oh yeah, for sure. And I've drew them out on the calendar. Like yo, these just we lost to Fresno, lost to UNLV, but these wins right here, these like these quad one, and these, yeah. and these are the ones that pop out on the resume. So keep stacking these, man. What are friends and uh, family telling you? What are yeah. guys around the country? Jabari is a good boy, uh, one of your friends, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Jabari Rice. You, you still yeah, talking to him this season? Oh, of course, of course. We FaceTimed two, like two, three days ago. I think he won the uh, newcomer of the week, Big yeah. uh, Big Twelve. Yeah, he's doing great out there. I mean, obviously, look, you guys have had your own unique situation this yeah. year with the with the coincidentally New Mexico State thing, yeah. where he played obviously until this year. Yeah, and they're going through their unique thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you and Jabari, like have had pretty unique. Seasons, pretty unique transfer yeah. senior seasons, you know? Yeah, man. We talked about it. We were talking about this before the season. We were like, yo, you go out there, like, cause we didn't, I came to Mexico. We, it was kind of, we were losing, you know what I'm saying? So, yo, go out there, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, go out there and try and change stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you go out there and you, you don't let, you know, Americans and all these players try and play over you. Yeah. If you looked at that roster before the season, yeah. you didn't know much about Jabari Rice. Yeah. Like, he's the guy that's not going to play is what you Facts. think. That's true. But he's telling me, yo, like, I'm gonna I'm play. He's just speaking to existence. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. And he's looking like the sixth man of the year out there. Yeah. yeah, he's killing. So I just told him keep doing that. We just got on the phone the other day and just just shared motivation, man. Shared what does he motivation. tell you? This is gonna kill Aggie fans. Yeah. And again, I think I've told you I'm an Aggie yeah. grad myself. Yeah. Um, what does this former Aggie great tell him? Yeah. The Lobo. Yeah. Um, this season, what is he telling you? He's telling me, man, you're having a hell of a season, bro. Keep going, man. Just keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing, whatever you're doing, man, whatever you're drinking. So whatever. he's giving you love. Maybe not yeah. the love, but he can't quite do that, but, <laughs> no, 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 but he's no. giving you plenty of love. Oh yeah, he's giving me plenty of love. That's my guy. At the end of the day, man, no matter what team yeah. we're on, unless we play each other, it's love. <laughs> it's always love, man. We played, we've been playing since high school, going yeah. against each other's high school, same AAU team. So that's really my brother. So, and he just showed love. Keep going. I told him, keep going in his area. We keep, we just keep going, keep stacking wins. You guys, uh, I'll wrap it up with this here. You yeah. guys have some big games at home 
you guys were told about what the pit once was. Yeah. And every now and then like, they like to put together little videos about, Oh, look at this crowd. And it yeah. was for the last few years, if there was a 13,000, maybe a 14,000 yeah. crowd for New Mexico state, that's all they could put together. Yeah. This year, you guys have had a couple of 15s. You guys have had yeah. the sellout at UNLV. You yeah. guys have had the Iona games. And yeah. Like it's, it is back to what it once yeah. was. And is it, is it what you expected though? Like, oh, yeah. again, the result was what it was, but that sellout at UNLV, did you ever take a second to look around and? I did. The beginning of the game, I was like, I don't usually get chills, but I was just like, damn, like, I don't know what I'm going to do today, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go play hard as I can. And I looked around, seen the wild, just like, wow, this is ridiculous, man. Kind of feels unreal. Just like, it was so loud in there. Halftime at the dunk, I was like, wow, it's loud in there. I was just like, yeah, it's, it's more than what I expected. I ain't yeah. gonna lie, 15 sellout. I didn't expect it to sell out. I expected yeah. You guys had to build back, but like, yeah. Yeah, you guys built sure. back pretty quick. How much did we have last game? 11,000? Um, it was 11,000, and you could tell it wasn't what the other ones yeah, were, but yeah, like, there tell. was still some energy, but like, 11,000 would have been a good crowd just even a year ago or a couple yeah. years ago here. Mm -hmm. Um, back when it was like, you know, maybe getting announced at nine or 10, and it might have yeah. been seven or eight in the stands. Yeah. Like, you guys are, like, that was a true 11 the other night, and, yeah. but you could tell the difference. Yeah. Now, tomorrow, Boise State, I think you guys will be in the 14 to 15. I think you guys will have 14. 14, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you get 14 at a 9 p.m. start on a Friday, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's good, good stuff, man. So, are you, you enjoying it, though? I mean, no regrets, obviously. I can't imagine I have, there are. I have zero, this, I have zero regrets in this situation I'm in. Mean, zero regrets, man. I am saying, I'm just thankful. Thanks for God. Thanks for Coach P. Put me in great situations. You know what I'm saying? Gives me great plays, all type of stuff, man. We're all eating, man. That's the most important. And winning at the end of the day is going to help everybody at the end of the day, man. Which one of those coaches do you work with the most? I don't know if they... Okay. Yeah, what is what is Chu yeah. what is Chu doing for you this year? Like, oh man, he just like he, he recruited me to come here. Like, he was at A and M. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Recruited me A and M, but didn't work out. Ended up going somewhere else, and kind of just on some portal this time. Kind of just hit me. You know what I'm saying? It was good. We have a situation here. Look at this. Look at that. Coach P got on the phone. Just like, okay, situation. You come out here. You're gonna play this amount. You're gonna play thirty. You know what I'm saying? Just giving me the real rundown and everything I've, he's told me so far. It happened. <laughs> he's like, yo, all your numbers are going to increase. I promise you that. They are. Yeah. All, everything you got, you're going to be plus, plus 10, plus 5, plus everything. You're going you're gonna to be you're gonna be good. And then it's worked out and we're winning. So awesome. Great, great situation. Well, I appreciate it, man. You guys got a lot ahead of you still. But, man, what you've already accomplished so far is pretty impressive. So appreciate it. Thanks appreciate so much, you man. for coming on and I uh, appreciate you for this whole season. Man. My God. So good. All right, well, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Morrissey Daisy, the Lobo power forward, who, who's really been a, a huge part in kind of turning things around. Obviously, the foundation of Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn and the, the steps and strides they've taken this year, and they have. They're both better than better versions of what they were a year ago. Um, I do think that um, the steps and strides that they've taken cannot be understated, but the addition of Morrissey Daisy and Josiah Alec both are, are huge parts of why this Lobo basketball team is now sitting at 18 and two and in a position to be in conversations about, will they make the NCAA tournament again, regardless of what happens in the mountain West tournament, will this team be in the NCAA tournament anyway? At this point, it looks like uh, it's trending towards a yes there. Um, they can't just tank it the rest of the way, obviously, and they're not going to try. Um, but they, they are a team that has put themselves in position as, as Fran Frischilla, the former Lobo basketball coach and now current ESPN analyst often says they've put themselves in position to be in position and, uh, come selection Sunday in March, I do think the Lobos will be in a position to hear their name called, even if they don't win that mountain West tournament and get the automatic berth. So good for them. Morris is a big part of that. 
I've enjoyed covering him. Hope you guys are enjoying this. And again, abqjournal.com slash subscribe is how you can help us out and help out local journalism and all this coverage. abqjournal.com slash sports is how you can follow all our coverage online, all the stories, these podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And you can always give me feedback and follow me on Twitter at Jeff Grammer. That's G-E-O-F-F. Grammar's G-R-A-M-M-E-R. So at Jeff Grammar on Twitter. Grammar at abqjournal.com is my email. Let me know what you think. Until next time, thanks for listening.